Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vendo Amazon and Walmart Growth Podcast. Uh, we've got two special guests with us today. Well, one particularly special, Clayton Atchison from uh, the Carbon Six team, and I'll let I'll let you Clay uh, introduce yourself in more detail in just a moment. And and then we've got uh, Greg, of course, from uh, the Vendo team, uh, one of our amazing media buyers, um, focusing on external media buying, so off Amazon, off Walmart media buying. Um, and for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, uh, Vendo is a 360 degree full service Amazon and Walmart uh, management agency. Uh, we have a team of nearly 100 people managing all parts of your business from marketing and advertising to creative logistics, customer service, you name it, we do it. Um, and so today uh, we've got a we've got an exciting topic that we're going to be uh, digging into and uh, very relevant, I think, uh, and that's around the uh, benefits and methods of driving paid media, primarily paid search or, or Google for that matter, uh, back to Amazon. Um, so, so Clay, thanks for joining today, man. If you want to go ahead and just give a little intro and let the people know who you are. Yeah, man. I always hate these things, but I'll do my best. I'm Clayton Atchison. I'm community ambassador for Carbon6. That's like a fancy way of saying I travel around a lot to events, meet people in the community. I do a lot of speaking events, uh, things like that. So it's a lot of fun. I'm usually on a plane or on my way to one. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. And then um, just a little bit personally, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, originally born and raised there, but I've been in Puerto Rico for the past four and a half years. I uh, really love it down there. Um, big baseball Cardinals fan. And yeah, that, that should be enough. Let's move on. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. Uh, yeah, and uh, Greg, uh, I think I think you know our audience has seen quite a bit of you, but if you want to just uh, elaborate a little bit, <laughs> yeah, for for better or worse, they have. Uh, but I'm thrilled to be back on the podcast here. I'm a digital media buyer here at Vendo, and before that, um, I actually started selling on Amazon in 2012. So it's been 10 years of selling on Amazon, and uh, I started my own brand on Amazon, built that up, sold it, uh, then started my own agency, helping you know teach others to do the same thing. And then Vendo brought me in house here about a year ago. Uh, and so now I manage our paid search, search and social department, uh, all of the different platforms, whether that's Facebook, Meta, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Pinterest, you name it, driving to Amazon, to Walmart, to D2C sites. Uh, there's all different strategies for those. And so that's what I oversee here at Vendo. I should have said that. Uh, I'm also an Amazon seller. I have been for the past five <laughs> years. I've been in e-commerce for about 10. I also did a lot of arbitrage uh, from Amazon to eBay and uh, Amazon to Walmart as well. I just realized I like talked about nothing Amazon related. <laughs> well, you, you made us jealous with all your uh, worldly travels and Puerto Rico, you know, Caribbean living. And, and uh, so we're intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> Happy I did. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we got a great, great conversation uh, happening today. And, and so really excited to, to get digging in here. Um, and, and, you know, just to add a little additional context, uh, you know, for, for those of you that are maybe newer sellers on Amazon, uh, you're probably focused on on Amazon advertising and, and rightfully so. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity to, uh, to leverage paid so social paid search and bring it back to, to Amazon for new brands or, and definitely for, for mature brands. You know, for the mature brands, um, you might reach a point where you start to plateau what you can do on Amazon. You know, ultimately, 
there's only a finite number of searches uh, on Amazon. And uh, if you want to keep greasing up that algorithm and, and taking up some additional market share, you got to think of different ways to bring uh, external traffic. Um, and, uh, you know, with the current kind of ecosystem and, and environment that we're seeing here, um, you know, brands are, are looking for uh, different ways to, to do performance uh, uh, marketing um, that can be more efficient. Amazon on Amazon is, is, can be quite efficient. Um, paid social getting uh, more difficult, but uh, paid search, uh, you know, with Google, uh, we continue to see great success, especially when, when driving back to, to Amazon. So we're going to dig into some questions today and, and have a nice discussion around the different ways to do that benefits. Um, but first off, Greg, if you want to just kind of give an overview of, you know, how to create profitable on Amazon, off, off Amazon ads rather, um, and, and through paid, uh, paid search. Yeah, absolutely. So that's something that we do for a ton of our brands here, whether they're old or new. Uh, we all know that Amazon is all about the algorithm and feeding it the right signals to be able to boost your product up in the Amazon search rankings. And so Google, like you talked about, is a great way to, to do that, to pay to play really to do that. And uh, we find actually in our own studies that uh, Google traffic is one of the best ways to boost the Amazon algorithm. And in fact, a sale that originates off platform. So somebody finds you on Google, uh, goes to Amazon and ends up purchasing gets three times the credit in the Amazon algorithm that a search that originates on Amazon does. So it's really important to be able to start driving external, to your, external traffic to your listings uh, in all different ways. One of those is, of course, branded traffic. A lot of brands don't consider that you can even drive branded search traffic to your own listings. Um, another is non-branded traffic. Of course, acquiring new customers is often much cheaper and more efficient through Google than on Amazon itself, where clicks are a lot more costly. So you can get a lot more volume for a lot less money through Google search, through non-branded Google search campaigns. And you can do this in addition to your existing D2C ads. So you can do uh, like Amazon specific searches, for example, instead of just searching uh, shampoo, you might add in shampoo Amazon or something like that, where it's a customer that already is clearly looking to check out on Amazon, uh, just by making that process easy for them, not only are you capturing new sales and you're uh, capturing new customers, new to brand customers, but like we talked about, you're also boosting the Amazon algorithm with all of those really positive signals. So when you run a campaign like that, there's several different things and we'll talk about each of those today. Uh, of course, the keywords, whether that's branded or non-branded or many other, <laughs> many other tricks to that that we'll talk about. But also, especially the link is so important because in Google, you can insert uh, the exact link that the exact URL that you want to use. And so that gives you a ton of power to unlock in the way that you do that. So uh, that is really where we start to marry Vendo and uh, Pixelmate is in maximizing the, the juice that you get out of that URL. So Clayton, you want to talk about some of the different things that you can do with that URL when driving traffic to Amazon? Um, yeah, I mean, to be very clear, number one, like anything Pixme related, we built Pixme like Carbon6 did with Amazon. So we always say, you know, be 100% TOS compliant. Uh, we don't recommend using super URLs. People do that. Um, I think there's like, we were talking offline that, that the level of success with that just here in the, through the neighborhood is that that's been changing, uh, pretty, pretty quickly, but, um, 
you know, with Pixel Me, you don't in without Pixel Me, just in general, I'm a big believer in the importance of sending off Amazon traffic onto Amazon. And you brought up a really good point. And I'll answer your question. But before that, like a lot of times people will say, Well, why would I send it? Why would I send traffic to Amazon and not to my own Shopify store? And it's like, well, I just if you're already having a huge success on your Shopify store, then why wouldn't you want like a secondary like form of revenue? You made a great point about shampoo Amazon. Sometimes people just want to shop on Amazon. You're not going to catch my mom buying on a Shopify site. It's not going to happen that she's going to think people are going to steal her identity and she'll be dead tomorrow or something, but she trusts Amazon. So she, she buys there. Um, and so like long story short, I just tell people, if you have the budget, do both. You know, if you're only on Amazon, I tell people too start selling on Walmart, start selling on your own Shopify store, like always diversify. So I tell Amazon sellers all the time to be thinking as like business owners, not just Amazon sellers, uh, think bigger. But um, yeah, I mean, in, as far as what you can do with the link from Google, they'll let you send it to just about anywhere, right? Um, I think when you start getting into the weeds is when you start doing things that are against Amazon TOS, which is pretty easy to figure out what it is. They just want you sending it to the Amazon page or to your Amazon store page. There's a lot of tactics there. Um, I know a lot of people that will send traffic first to their Amazon uh, store page, figure out what's converting there, and then send traffic directly to their uh, product pages. So sort of as like a filter. So to like minimize, uh, you know, poorly converting ASINs, they'll just send it to the ones that on the storefront are working well. There's a lot of people that run coupons to specific sites on Amazon and you can send traffic there. Lots of, lots of stuff you guys can do. And I know from just talking with you in the past, Greg, that you guys test all of this stuff. Uh, the first time we talked about Pixel Me, the software that helps like the regular everyday user uh, do this kind of stuff. You guys were like miles ahead. Like uh, Pixel Me was catching up to what you guys had like, and I don't mean this like to be rude, but like Frankenstein together. You were like, we got this team that does this, this team does that. And it, and it all works. It's beautiful. But, um, you know, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of flexibility there. So I'll be interested to hear what your like favorite tactics are. But I like the idea of going to the storefront first, figuring out what's working and then nailing down and obviously paying attention to what keywords are converting and moving spend from the ones that are converting to uh, or away from the ones that aren't converting to the ones that are. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something we test out. Uh, really for every brand is we never want to just assume that we know it's going to work. But uh, like you're talking about, we find that for most brands driving to the brand storefront is the best, the, the best option for them. Usually that converts the best. And oftentimes for a lot of brands driving direct to Amazon converts even far better than their D to C site. So that's another thing. I understand it's less profitable for some brands, but often the conversion rate makes up for it. I didn't yeah. even know you were going to say that actually. We had we hadn't talked about that like the uh, the whole brand like store page first and then the product. But yeah, and the, that's the whole reason for the brand referral bonus, right? They're trying to compete with Shopify. They're trying to say, "Hey, instead of 15%, we'll only take 5." And everybody knows that Amazon converts better than like any Shopify page almost in the world. Um so, you know, that's like when you start picking it out, like it's it's similar to a level playing field. The caveat being brand referral bonus is only in the US. So, if you're running a Shopify store in Europe, like you're, you know, it's it's much less of a fair like a uh, ground as far as how much you're paying to a third party. Yeah, and I think I think it's important to call out too, and, and I know Greg, this is this comes up a lot um, when brands are deciding whether or not to send traffic, especially from Google to to Amazon. Is you know, I don't want to cannibalize my D 2 C uh, business, right? And so there, there are some workarounds that we have come up with to kind of, you know, ease into the idea of driving Google to Amazon. And if, if you want to kind of just describe a couple of those examples, I think that'd be helpful. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the, 
the easiest one, of course, is the keywords like we talked about, just Amazon specific keywords in addition to what you're already doing. That's that's just a bonus, right? You're not taking away from any additional searches. You're not uh, detracting from your D2C site at all. The Amazon specific, adding just Amazon specific keywords, both to your branded and non-branded traffic is, is an easy win. Um, also, you can segment by audience. So uh, you may not necessarily know the people who are shopping on your Amazon store, but you do know the people who are shopping on your own site. So you can pull an audience list there and either do targeting or observation audiences uh, based off of that to be able to segment it, not just by keyword, but also be able to segment by audience is really important as well. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I think I think that's important because, you know, uh, in the Amazon world, uh, you know, brand sellers, marketers, et cetera, we're, we're, people can be quick to ju jump to conclusions um, around what you can and cannot do. Um, and I think the, you know, the, the brands and the, the companies out, out there that are really thinking outside the box and, and, you know, giving their will, will find a, will find a way. And so just, just keep that in mind. You just got to kind of segment, you know, the, the traffic, um, the pre-existing and then the prospective traffic, the keywords, et cetera. Um, and then you're not going to be cannibalizing and you're going to also see an uptick, uh, on Amazon while still seeing, you know, your, your run rate on D2C. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would just say that a lot of people are in the like reverse situation too, right? Like they're they're starting on Amazon and now they're trying to get to D2C. And it's like if you are running ads to Amazon, you definitely should be, you know, using pixels so that you can retarget. You're not going to have the same amount of data that you're going to have on your own page to know how far along the purchasing process they got, you know, if they added the cart, if they actually checked out, if they're a repeat buyer, things like that. But you can figure out who's clicking on these ads, who's searching these products. And if you're sending that traffic to Amazon right now, but you're in the future wanting to go to D2C, then like you have that asset of those audiences that in the future you can push to your, uh, your you know, regular website. So anybody that's running off Amazon ads, even if you don't plan on like right away uh, opening up your own site, use pixels so you can retarget them for everything. So I've talked to like more people than I care to admit that were just like, yeah, I run tons of ads. I'm like, great. Are you using pixels? Like what's a pixel? I'm like, damn. <laughs> okay, let me. It's all lost. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's just an extra free asset. So, yeah. So you got to be capturing who those people are, and I think Nick, like you were talking about, it's so easy for Amazon sellers to get stuck in the box of uh, you know low profitability, no customer data, and you just focus there. But that's really not true. Your profitability can be improved tremendously. I mean, like we talked about, you save ten percent on your referral uh, fee just by using an Amazon attribution link, and no customer data can also somewhat be solved or at least some workarounds by using a tool like pixel to be able to to capture that customer data yeah and um the last thing and i hope i'm not like jumping ahead in the interview or anything too much but no, the no, last no. thing uh, the last thing i would say there is that um when you are you know having these audiences you create these audiences if you're selling somebody uh you know a makeup bag and then, you know, two, a month later, you launch another makeup brush or I'm, I don't wear makeup. I'm bad at this example. Should have picked something else. But you get the idea that you can like, if you're launching on Amazon, now you have this perfect audience that you already know is interested in this niche or this brand of products. So that goes back to the idea of starting to think as a business owner, not just an Amazon seller. How do I do product launches? I highly recommend that people use audiences that they already know are interested in their niche of products. Um, you know, that's just, that's just an asset that you have if you use pixels and otherwise you don't and, uh, hats off to you guys at Vindo. Cause I know you guys have been crushing that for a long, long time. 
Yeah, thanks, 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 Clayton. And you know, we we've talked about uh, how we can you know get pixels through links, which is is super valuable. Um, of course, because you can't put a pixel on Amazon. Um, Greg, um, could could you share a little bit about? And this might be you know separate from uh, Google advertising, but uh, you know, a lot of times people want to know how how do landing pages come into play, right? Is it for a pixel? Is it for email capture like how, how would you describe the use of landing pages like do you want to use them for google ads at all if you if you have a pixel pixelated link is there a need there or, or yeah just could explain a little bit around that yeah i think there's all different strategies here and it depends upon how valuable that customer data is to you um and there's some pros and cons so uh, on one hand it's good to use a, a landing page because you can uh, do an email capture, of course, if you send somebody there, um, particularly if you combine that with a coupon, you know, drive them to a landing page, 10% off or something, if they enter their email, that, that's really useful. Um, and of course, that helps a little bit with measurement. Nowadays, however, with Amazon attribution, that measurement is not as important because it's embedded in the link itself. Um, but if that email is, is really valuable to you, then I, I think that's good. Uh, the other thing that we've seen is that uh, it can help your conversion rate to drive to a landing page because, uh, you know, your on-page conversion rate is a very important metric for Amazon. However, another thing that we found in our testing is that if you use an Amazon attribution link and you connect it to the right source, so when you set up an Amazon attribution link, you tell it Google, you tell it Facebook, you tell it TikTok, whatever, uh, you're obviously going to be driving much more traffic to your Amazon page and your conversion rate is going to decrease. However, when you use one of those Amazon attribution links, you don't incur the same penalty for a lower conversion rate from that traffic. So that using an Amazon attribution link insulates you from those conversion rate drops. Um, and that's one reason where uh, a landing page might be helpful. For example, if you're not using an Amazon attribution link, you would want to use a landing page because then you are going to see a detrimental effect to your conversion rate. All right, I gotta I gotta jump in here because you just you just dropped a golden nugget, and I, I want to make sure the people heard that um, because that's huge, right? So there's been this idea for a long time uh, that you know you don't want to just send a bunch of traffic to your PDP that's unqualified because it's gonna tank your conversion rate, which is gonna tank your ranking. So basically have the opposite effect of what you want to do, right? Um, now that still is true in a lot of ways, but what you just shared there, Greg, just to, to run it back a little bit here, is that by using an attribution link and setting it up to say this came from Google, Amazon will not uh, ding you as much uh, for that, un, uh, that, that traffic that you drive that doesn't convert to itself. In fact, they might even boost your ranking because they like to see that you're driving Google traffic. They want to incentivize you. Um, and so because you're driving that traffic, you're, you're maybe getting some added carts. The Amazon marketing machine can now retarget to those people and try to bring them back, right? Because we got to remember Amazon's advertising on, on, on the product's behalf too. Um, and, and so that's been, a, I, th I think, a pretty big shift that's really just started to, to get out there this year. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big change that we've seen quite recently. But uh, like you're talking about, there's also now not just it's not that it's no longer a detrimental detrimental effect. There's also a positive effect of driving external traffic to your listing, uh, especially from some of these newer platforms like TikTok. Uh, we found that a lot of brands right before the big tentpole events like 
uh, primarily access sale or even prime day over the summer, if you just drive a bunch of traffic to your listing, whether that's organic or paid using one of those Amazon attribution links, uh, that can have a really positive effect on the Amazon algorithm, even though your conversion rate might be lower. Yeah, I uh, ran a case study and I can talk about it if you guys like that proves just that. But uh, two things that like when Greg was saying all this brilliant stuff that made me think of uh, that I want to get out there is number one, if you guys are like interested, you start playing around with this. Uh, anybody that's listening, make sure that all of your links are deep links, right? You whenever somebody clicks on the link, you don't want like if you don't know deep linking is you don't want somebody to click on the link and it open up their Safari or the Google Chrome and tell them to log into Amazon if they're on mobile. If they're on mobile, you want them opening up their Amazon app where they're already logged in. They can add to cart and buy with one click. So that's a big thing for conversion. I've seen a lot of people run tests and I went in and looked at it Huge. and it, it wasn't, it wasn't deep linking. So like, that's another thing. There's, this is multifaceted, right? It's not, it's not like beginner level stuff, but if you get it right, it's huge. And then uh, earlier, Nick, you were asking like, Hey, you know, a lot of people are really hesitant to push people to Amazon. Why would they do that? If they already got a Shopify store that's successful, why? quick answer at that time was, you know, diversification, multiple revenue streams, et cetera. Um, but another one that I've seen people do is um, just basically use Amazon as like a marketing platform. Um, and by that, I mean that if you know, like the LTV of your uh, customer and you have like a subscribe and save item or a, a item that they're going to buy over and over again, two things. Number one, people might not be ready to buy from your Shopify store because they don't know you as a brand, but they feel more comfortable trying things out on Amazon. They understand the return policy, et cetera. So people will like run, you know, and sell on Amazon just to try to get people to try their brand because a lot of people are shopping there. And then if they are running Google ads to their Amazon, so in this theory, right, you're running Google ads with a pixel. So you know who's clicking, you don't know who's converting necessarily, but you're running the ad, you're collecting this audience. Now you have people signing up and trying your product on Amazon. You can retarget that same people with coupons to your Shopify store where you're not going to pay 15% on recurring purchases. And so people are using Amazon basically as a marketing platform to grow brand awareness. But if they do have that audience, they can still retarget them and then pull them over to their Shopify store. I hope that made sense. But I know people doing that, especially with larger ticket, higher subscription items. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think I think that's a great example of um, you know a, 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 a solution to the current challenges that a lot of brands are facing with uh, rising acquisition costs, right? Um, and and that being even more uh, amplified on on the D 2 C side. So you know, acquire the customer where it's cheaper, um, and then make sure you're checking all the right boxes to to maximize that opportunity as far as data collection pixel, email, what, what have you, um, so that you can then, you know, acquire them at that efficient cost, remarket to them and bring them where, where, wherever you want them to go or really wherever they want to go, right? And that's kind of the changing landscape that we're seeing. It's about being where the customers are, not having them be where you want them to be. So if they want to be on Amazon, you, you should be catering to them. If they want to be on D2C, if they want to go in store, uh, this is this omni-channel uh, changing landscape that we continue to see evolve, especially as retail media becomes more prominent as well. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And then this, the, uh, that was a big segue. Like I took us way off track, but uh, I know you were talking about the importance of, you know, sending off Amazon traffic to Amazon and the uh, organic keyword rank. And um, yeah, we've run some case studies at Carbon6 that have shown the power of that. Everybody keeps using the number uh, three. Like I think Greg, you said that earlier, like uh, 
off Amazon sale is like three and times. All, yeah, we found an off Amazon sale has about three times the power in the algorithm of an on Amazon sale. I've, I've heard that number a lot. I didn't, uh, we don't have like that specific number. I'm sure it depends on the category and everything, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad I keep hearing it. So it's got to be true, right? The, the rule, um, the rule, yeah. <laughs> rule of thumb, right? <laughs> but, uh, but no, our, our founding like has been very similar that if, you know, Amazon on Amazon PPC is expensive. It's just getting more expensive and it's extremely competitive. Like it's the lowest hanging fruit. You know, I would, I don't have a percentage like fact, but I'm going to make one up. I would say, 90% of Amazon sellers are not doing Google ads or off Amazon traffic. Maybe it's 80. I don't know the exact percent, but it's high. Right. And so like the people that are differentiating themselves, I think are winning. And you're, if you just take a step back and say, what would Amazon want to incentivize? Of course they would want to incentivize people that are spending money on Google and Facebook and TikTok and anywhere else on the world wide web and bringing people back to Amazon. Amazon wants ads everywhere all over the web, bringing people to Amazon. It only makes sense that they're incentivizing people with that, with things like organic keyword rank increases on Amazon for that behavior, which is exactly what we found and uh, would take way too long to go through the case study on this call, but that's what we're finding. Well, no, but that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a great call out. And I think something that we should definitely, uh, you know, uh, tap into just a little bit more. So we were talking about this a little bit uh, uh, earlier, uh, Clayton, but um, could you just elaborate a little bit more on how Amazon's uh, detecting the keyword uh, that search on Google and, and what that's doing on Amazon? Yeah, so I mean, this is like, it's multifaceted because if you ask me, hey, uh, does TikTok traffic help your organic ranking? I would say yes. Now, I can't give you a specific statistic. I can't, but if you go to Sellers Alley, Sellers Alley with Lazar, they've done a uh, case study on this. And TikTok's different than Google because TikTok's not, nobody's going on TikTok and searching, you know, leather belt. They're just scrolling and then there's an ad for a leather belt. Now that traffic is going to Amazon, but they just know it's coming from TikTok. They don't know, you know, much else other than that. Um, but if you're on Google, it's a search engine, right? People are searching for leather, leather belts in my head because I bought a leather belt today. Um, you know, people are searching leather belt. So the idea is here is that when that traffic gets sent from Google to Amazon, that Amazon through metadata knows what the original search term was. So in my honest opinion, I think if I had to say, you know, gun to my head, what is the most powerful keyword rank for external traffic? I would say Google exact keyword match um, from Google. And in the next sentence, if I was allowed to continue to speak, I would say that all off traffic like helps helps raise your organic ranking like your bsr goes like up obviously because you're pushing more traffic but just in general we've seen like a high tides rise all ships sort of scenario with um you know people at elevate brands have shown that uh sellers alley i think you guys have shown it and carbon six so um it just people are running different case studies in different ways but coming to the same conclusion yeah 100 percent, and, and i think uh, that's been kind of a resounding theme too that We've been seeing stats and case studies come out from all, all different types of, uh, you know, industry leaders. So uh, definitely a lot of um, a lot of, uh, you know, truth behind that. And I, I've been trying to find it, but there was a leaked Amazon internal document like six, maybe eight months ago. And I wish I would have saved it. Someone had posted it on LinkedIn, a screenshot. And it was basically a leaked document where Amazon was essentially saying we are going to value 
Google traffic more than any other external traffic. I don't think the number three was there, but um, <laughs> it was it was it, it, it kind of kicked off this wave, right? Um, for a lot of people, and and so you know, if, if I can find that, I'll definitely uh, add it into the the podcast notes. But um, now this has been great, guys, and I know we're we're kind of getting near the the end here. Um, uh, Greg, any any last uh, comments on uh, you know on the topics uh, before we kind of. Yeah, well, I think one thing to point out is, um, you know, this whole time we've been talking about the indirect benefits of driving Google traffic to Amazon, right? It boosts your keyword ranking. It, you can embed uh, pixels in there to, to capture that audience. You can get the Amazon attribution bonus, all of those things. But it's important to keep in mind that driving Google traffic to your listings can also have just a straight positive ROAS, right? We see for many brands, a two or a three times ROAS from Google to Amazon ads just direct with the attribution. So it's a really good way to spend your advertising dollars that's maybe more efficient than what you're doing on Amazon itself. And I just don't want to lose that in the in the conversation. Absolutely. And I would say in some circumstances, I know people that don't even need a, a great row as if they have a high LTV and it's subscribed customers. There's some people that are just like, burn the money. I just need new customers. But I know other people that are, you're exactly right, Greg. Like this is, we're like talking about all these intricacies. It can make more money. Like it can be profitable. It can be a new revenue stream. Yeah, throw a thousand bucks at Google ads and watch what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I think that one thing I would add, because I know we were wrapping up, is just that sometimes I'll, I'll tell people about this and I get really, really excited. And then they'll start like, they'll be like, I've been running ads for five days and I'm not seeing the results. It's like, it doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> Amazon attribution specifically has delays. Like it's not, it's not live. Um, there's delayed data. It doesn't give data until there's been at least 10 clicks. They wait until the product has been shipped and delivered because otherwise the person could cancel it and they don't want to show, you know, attribution and be promising brand referral bonuses to people when it hasn't been shipped. And then there's a window where they still won't give you the brand referral bonus for, I think, 45 days. The long story short is that this works, but, you know, it does take a little bit of patience, like believe in the system, believe that it works. And just like anything else, you know, continue to work at it. Excellent. Excellent. No, totally. Totally. You got to, you got to test and, and find what works and then, and then rinse and repeat. Well, this has been fantastic. And I think, you know, um, a final kind of just a stat to, to uh, leave everybody off with here. And uh, <laughs> I don't have the source from this stat, but Neil Patel uh, had the source for it at a conference recently. And, um, uh, and, and there's varying uh, stats in this regard, but it's around what percentage of product searches uh, start on Amazon versus start on Google. Um, and, you know, depending who you talk to, it, it could go both ways. But the, the moral of the story here is, is that even if there's more product searches starting on Amazon, it's a close call with, with Google and off Amazon traffic. The stat that Neil Patel quoted was 61% um, of product searches begin on Amazon and the other 39% off Amazon, primarily Google search. So uh, regardless of all the, you know, uh, bells and whistles that we just talked about, you got to just remember that, right? You, you've got a great ready to buy customer base on Amazon, but you also have another big chunk of ready to buy customers on, on Google, um, or maybe not as ready to buy, but, but almost there. Um, and so again, be, be where your customers are um, and, and you'll see growth. So um, hopefully everyone found great value from the, the topics today. Uh, before we sign off, Clayton, uh, in, where, where, where can the people find you, get in touch with you? 
Yeah. Um, so Clayton Atchison is my name. Um, LinkedIn's great. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, it's my email is Clayton at carbon six.io. If anybody wants to uh, get in touch with me, happy to help, uh, happy to chat, happy to learn, whatever. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Really, really appreciate your time today. I know you got a jet set somewhere now and, you know, uh, maybe, uh, you know, try to stay away from some natural disasters. So we'll uh, see if the storm goes away. It might be going to New York in a couple hours, might be staying, but we're going to see, <laughs> but I yeah. appreciate uh, the kind words. Yeah, no, safe travels and uh, thank, thanks everyone for tuning in. You, you know where to find us, YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Uh, you can email us at hello at vendocommerce.com and, and leave your questions uh, in the comments below. We'll, we'll see you all again in a, another Tuesday episode.